ever wondered how you got yourself into this financial mess? No matter if you think it's your fault or maybe you don't think it's your fault, maybe you think it's your spouse's fault or your job's fault, or maybe it's just that fate just keeps happening to you. No matter whose fault you think it is, I'm going to show you how to get out of any financial mess, no matter who you think is to blame. Hello, and welcome to My Money Reset Podcast, where I teach you how to change the way you think about money. I'm your master money coach, Shanta, and I'm pleased to meet you. I'm always happy to hear your questions and comments about today's or any show. Please feel free to email me at podcast at mymoneyreset.email. That's dot email, not dot com. And now on with today's show, how to get out of a financial quagmire and what you need to do first before anything else. So here you are. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you're working, but you are only one paycheck from losing everything. Maybe you're drowning in debt. Maybe fate has handed you an illness or an injury and you can't work. Or you could be newly divorced and have to start over. Or possibly you've even lost everything in a bad investment. Whatever the reason, it doesn't matter. What matters is you find your way out and fast. And more important, make sure you never find yourself in this situation again. So where do you start? The first thing you need to do is look at what I call the reality. And you're probably thinking, well, of course I'm looking at reality. I've got all these credit card bills. I'm newly divorced. I've lost all my money in this investment. I just lost my job for, ugh. of course I'm looking at reality. No, hear me out. This is what I mean. This is what I mean when I say you need to look at the reality. What I mean is the bottom line of what can be proven in a court of law. For example, I am deeply in debt. Well, that can't be proven in a court of law. That's an opinion. What can be proven in a court of law is, for example, I have $21,010.49 in credit card debt. That's your reality. For example, another one, I lost my job. What can be proven is I was released from a job on January 21st, 2023. Can you see the subtle wording in that? Versus I lost my job versus I was released from a job. That's the difference. You never own a job. The company owns the job. <laughs> so what about I lost all my money in a bad investment? Well, that's an opinion. What you can prove your reality is I invested $100,000 in a risky exchange and that money has not been returned to me. Here's another one. My spouse spends too much. That's an opinion. That's a thought. What you can prove in a court of law is last paycheck, my spouse spent $637.92 or 34% of my take-home pay. You could even add, 
on makeup or on shoes or on uh, sports. Here's another one. I can't work because I'm sick or and or injured. Here's what you can prove. I currently cannot perform the job I was hired to do due to my illness, due to my injury. So now are you seeing the subtle difference between what is the reality versus what your brain is coming up with, with different uh, situations and, and making it kind of vague. You can't really look at something until you see the truth of it. You can't fix of it, fix it until you check in on what the reality actually is. You need to make it crystal clear what the circumstance or situation really is. And it's important because it stops you from feeling like a victim. You can see the problem more clearly. The truth shall set you free. And sometimes it will automatically reveal a solution. For example, the when we go back to the, I cannot work because I'm sick or injured. Well, the reality is you currently cannot perform the job you were hired to do due to the sickness or injury. Maybe you can perform another job that will work around your sickness or injury. So see how it automatically came up with a solution. And it's just so freeing. The truth is so freeing um, because it releases the fear of the unknown. Your brain cannot argue with the truth. Your brain can argue with an opinion, with a feeling, with a thought, but it cannot argue with the truth. So once you have your reality statement, and this is your starting point, the reality statement. Now we have to reverse engineer that. And you're probably thinking, well, what does that mean? Well, first we have to start with the reality statement. So the example I'm going to use is I'm going to use excessive credit card debt because that seems to be the most prevalent that my clients have. And it's also why I wrote my book, Budgets Like Diets Don't Work. So let's go with the reality statement. Let's say your reality statement is, I owe $18,692.14 on credit card debt. So we've got our reality statement. It can be proven in a court of law. You can show all those statements, add it up, and it could be entered as evidence. So now let's reverse engineer that. What actions led to that? What actions led to you having that much credit card debt? Well, obviously you overspend. You've, here's an action. You put your purchases on a credit card. That's an action. Instead of paying cash, you, put it, you pulled out your credit card right out of your wallet. Shopping. Shopping is an action. You went to the shopping mall. You went to the shopping center. You were surfing online. Those are all actions that led to you putting something on your credit card or even an action of not paying attention or not opening your mail. You didn't pay attention to your balances, so they just grew and grew and grew and grew. You didn't open the mail. That's an action. Not doing something is an action as well. So now we can see the actual physical actions that we took to get to that credit card debt. Let's back it up one more. What behaviors led to those actions. So why did you go shopping? 
Were you bored? So you just went to a shopping mall? You just started surfing the internet? Just started looking on Amazon, eBay, seeing what they've got? What about habits? What about your behaviors, your habits, your unconscious spending? What about those behaviors that led to the actions of overbuying or just the the habit of pulling out your wallet and pulling out your, your credit card? That's a behavior. That's a habit. What about an anxiety of FOMO, of fear of missing out? You don't want to miss out on those parties. You don't want to miss out on watching your friends have those great vacations. You don't want to, the behavior and the habit of always being the first one into a trend. You've always got to have the, the first one to have the new phone. You've always got to be the first one to have the new pair of jeans. Those kind of behaviors, those habits. The anxiety of self-medicating with shopping. That's a behavior. When you um, are anxious or angry and you feel like you have to, that, that charge of buying something to calm yourself down, to make yourself feel better, that's a behavior, that's a habit that leads to the action of, of pulling out your credit card and putting it on and, and buying something on your credit card. We can even back it up one more. What thoughts lead led to those behaviors? What are the thoughts? Things like, I need to look rich. I need to look successful. I need that phone, those jeans. I need to be trendy. The thoughts of, I need to be seen. People won't notice me unless I've got X, Y, and Z. I need to feel better. That's a thought. That's, that's a thought. I need to feel better. So I'm going to go shopping, buy myself something so I feel good about it. What about the opposite thoughts of, I'm such a loser. No wonder, you know, nobody likes me, but I bet they'll like me if I'm wearing this new beautiful sweater. Or people won't think I'm a loser if I've got this new purse. What about the thoughts of just, I want blank. I want is a thought. I need is a need. I need food to eat. I need a, a place to, to sleep. But I want a king size bed with $1,000 worth of bedding is a want. So anything that follows I want is a thought. What about the thought of I'm inadequate without X, Y, and Z? You know, everybody has the Louis Vuitton purse at work. I, If I don't have one, I'm going to be inadequate. I, You know, that's a thought. That's not a reality. What about the thought of, oh, I'll just pay it off next month. Oh, next month will be better. I'll get that big sale and, and I'll have the money and I'll just pay it all off next month. That's a thought. What about YOLO? You only live once. You only live once, throw it on the credit card, I'll figure it out later. That's a thought. Those are all thoughts that lead to bad habits, that lead to behaviors, that lead to actions, that lead to the reality. So see, once you back it up, now you are understanding how those thoughts are creating 
this incredible mess. We can even back it up one once more. What reality led to those thoughts? Were you newly divorced? So you need you had the thought of I need to look good. I need to prove to this person that that they left the wrong person, so you overspend. What about that bad investment? Do you feel you have the thought of feeling shame? You feel the thought of feeling angry? So it led to the behavior of of going shopping to make yourself feel better? What about the reality that you live paycheck to paycheck and you can't let your friends and family know that you're in such a financial mess? So that reality leads to the thought of, I need to be seen. I need to, I need to look successful. And what about the reality of you're deeply in debt? And you just, the thought of, of looking at at your reality is too much to handle so you have other thoughts about that i'll just pay it off next month you only live once so you see now how we're creating a loop an endless loop that your reality then creates thoughts of protection of those protect your thoughts are protecting you from the feeling of shame guilt and fear So those that reality of what your financial life is like creates thoughts of protection, which then leads to a behavior or a habit, which then leads to actions, which then just leads to more of your reality in an endless, endless loop. And you're wondering why you can't get out of it. And it's because you aren't looking at your reality. You're stuck in this endless loop of thoughts, behavior, actions, thoughts, behaviors, actions. So the only way you can stop it is looking at your reality and giving your current reality new thoughts, which then lead to new behaviors, which then leads to new actions, which then leads to a new reality. Let me explain. So let's say your new reality statement is, there is $18,942.12 of credit card debt I need to pay off. So we're going to worry, not worry, sorry, we're going to work on the wording because the wording is so expensive, not expensive, important. There is $18,694.12 of credit card debt I need to pay off. You aren't claiming it. Notice you don't, I haven't said, I have, or I created, or my credit cards. We haven't, we don't take ownership of the reality. We acknowledge it, but we don't put it on us. Uh, because what we're going to do, I'll explain here in a moment. Here is where the brain science come comes in. We start off to start on a new path of a new financial outcome. We have to start out with a new wording of our reality. The wording is so important because we want thoughts that the brains can't that that your brain can't argue with. So, for example. There is $18,694.12 of credit card debt I need to pay off. Thoughts regarding that is, for example, 
Other people have paid off their credit card debt. Your brain can't argue with that. There's lots of proof of that. Here's another thought that your brain can't argue with. Some people have more than this and they've paid it off. Here's another thought. A system will pay it off. I need a system to pay this off. Brain can't argue with that. Here's another one. I need to make a pay down plan and stick to it. And this will pay it in full. Brain can't argue with that. I mean, I may need to get a side hustle to pay this down. Your brain can't argue with that. It looks at the numbers. It looks at your, your, your brain is, is looking going, well, yeah, I guess you, you might have to. So that's why you need to reword your reality in a way that you don't claim it, but you acknowledge it. Because in that way, then your new thoughts, your brain can't argue with. So for example, if you said, I have, you know, all this credit card debt, I'm so far in debt. And then you, your new thought is, oh, I can pay this off. Your brain is going to argue and go, no, you can't. You haven't. Well, anyways, we get back to our new thoughts that we have. So another one that a lot of clients that can sit with that their brain doesn't argue with is other people have paid off their credit card debt. It's a very neutral, neutral thought to have. So then the new behavior is, well, how did they do that? So they had new behaviors. They can either, well, number one, stop spending on the credit cards they can freeze their credit cards. One of the things I suggest is you wrap your credit card in um, wax paper or something you can't see through. Put it in a plastic bag. You put it in a, in a dish of water and you put it in the freezer. Because your brain will panic if it doesn't have that credit card. But you can just tell your brain to calm down. It's just in the freezer. If I need it, I can melt it. Also, if it also stops you from um, buying something because it takes at least 24 hours for that dish of water to melt. And by the time it melts, the feeling of purchasing something has passed, but it's there if you need it. Another idea I give people is to call in your credit cards lost because a lot of people have their credit cards already pre-plugged into uh, many of their favorite shopping websites. So it's easy. They don't even have to pull their credit card out. They just have to click buy and off it goes. So if you call them all in lost, all the numbers have changed. And as they come in, you freeze them and put them in the freezer. And then that way that stops your online shopping in its tracks. So that's how you can stop spending on your credit card without not a lot of effort. The new behavior is to make that pay down plan, either by the snowball plan, you can get a consolidation loan or any other way that you come up with a plan that your brain can agree with. And also it's time now to create new money habits, such as paying with cash and automating your bills. That's a behavior that you take more control of your um, your money situation, your money management, and you get your bills paid automatically. 
So that money, come, your bills and any kind of savings you have comes right off the top. So um, everything is paid and you know your, your pay down plan is working because it's all automated. And that's a behavior that you, that you, a new money habit that you can get into that all your bills are paid um, before there's any money left over to spend. So your savings plan is done, your bills are done, and whatever's left over is is your fun money. That's a new and that's a great new habit to get into. Here's a new uh behavior habit, just stop spending. Like honestly, <laughs> you know, like have you ever heard that saying if, if you find yourself be in a hole, just stop digging. Just put the shovel down. That's the first that's that that's just one of the first things that you need to do. So these new behaviors now can lead to new actions. So for example, if one of your reasons that you have so much on your 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 credit cards is because you go to the mall and shop so much, well, why don't you find something else to do besides shopping? Go for a friend with coffee, go for coffee with a friend. Uh, pick up a new hobby. Uh, go for a walk outside. Find something else to do besides shopping. If you find yourself on surfing on the net, you've got all your favorite shopping um, uh, sites all bookmarked. Well, there's an action you can take. Delete them all. I know it's a panic, but you don't worry. If you really need it, you'll find it again. But just delete them from showing up on, on your website all the time. Here's another action you can take. Delete all the newsletters and sales letters and sales. Just unsubscribe from all of that. That's a great action to take. Here's another one while you're at it online. You can get rid of your social media. I know, I know, I know. So you don't have to delete it. You can just decommission it. There's a lot, like I know Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook, you have 30 days. So don't delete it. Just take a break. You can let your friends know saying, I'm fine. I'm just taking a break. And everybody understands that. You don't even have to explain why you are. But it when you get off of social media, number one, you're gonna miss a, you're going to miss out on the FOMO effect, the fear of missing out. What you don't know you're missing, you don't know. When you when you are on Instagram, you see all your friends are in Mexico, you see they're going on these great holidays, you see your other friend just got a brand new purse on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. When you don't see that, what you don't know, ignorance is a bliss. Honestly, it is. So those are all actions you you can take. Another action you can take is downsize. Maybe you can sell some of your clothes that is stuffing in your closet. Maybe you you have items in your house you can throw up on eBay or Kijiji or Craigslist. Maybe you can, you know, clean out the clutter. There's an action you can take. Here's another action you can take as the cards are paid off, cancel them. Oh, a great action you can take is start a side hustle, you know, and that will help pay down, down your bills even faster. And, you know, you don't have to, I know there's so much shame with, um, with credit card debt and you're maybe might be afraid to start a side hustle because, you know, will your friends look sideways at you, for example, you know, what if you started your own little business, uh, just selling your hobby, maybe you, um, 
maybe you're a painter and you can start selling it on Etsy. And you know, if uh, you don't have to tell anybody you're doing that, I mean, you can, if you want to get them to tell them, tell their friends, but you don't have to tell people why you can just say, Oh, I'm just trying my hobby. See how far I can sell it out. You know, like there, you don't have to explain everything to anybody. That's a really bad habit to be into that. You have to explain to people what you're doing. You don't. So those are all great actions that you can take. And now what's your reality? Your reality is reduced credit card debt. Now what are your new thoughts? I can do this. What are your new behaviors, your new money habits? You're tracking your money. You're spending cash. You're not putting things on credit cards. Maybe you've picked up a new walking habit instead of a shopping mall habit. Your actions are, your your financial world is looking so much better. You're feeling better. Your reality is now your debt is even paid down further. And now this is the loop that you want to be in. You rinse and repeat until all your credit card debt is, is finished. You're in great new habits. And now the credit card debt will never come back. And like I said, this was just the example. You can apply this to any kind of financial situation you're in. For example, you can say, well, that's fine. I just lost my job. How does this apply to my job? Well, easy. What, what's your reality? You lost a job. So what actions can you take? Well, apply for a job. So what behaviors do you need on that? Well, well, you've got to look at your thoughts. Look at your thoughts. I can get this job. What are your behaviors? You get up every morning, you get yourself dressed, you get yourself ready for work, and you go online and you look at all the jobs that are available online. Maybe you go start pounding the pavement, create actions that create a job, but you can see how you can fit this into just about any situation. Also, when it comes to a job, you can say, well, how can I make sure this never happens again? Keep your resume updated, keep your skills updated, and keep, always be looking for jobs, always be networking. And keep your ears open what's going on at work. So now do you understand why you need to define your reality in such a way that it could be entered into evidence in a court of law? Is because unless you know that reality, you can't change your thoughts, your behaviors, and your actions. Once you do, then it's only a thought, a behavior, and an action to keep it up. Because the only three things you can control are the thoughts that you think, the visions you create, and the actions that you take. Until next time, my friends. Take good care. Have you signed up for the daily My Money Reset email where I help you keep your new money habits on track? If not, what the heck? Go to mymoneyreset.com and sign up today.